welcome back to another edition of the Fanboy MMA podcast, where fights are always first. This is the UFC 241 Revisited Edition. We go back to last Saturday night, where what a fucking card UFC 241 was. All the hype going into this card, and it definitely delivered. The big three fights were fucking amazing, like we all thought they would be. Stipe Miocic, Daniel Cormier. Nate Diaz, the return of Nate Diaz, former going up against former champion Anthony Pettis, Paulo Casso, and Yoel Romero, the phenom and the old man. What a fucking card UFC 241 was. We we had a championship change hands, and go back to its rightful owner. After three years away. A fan favorite returned and showed exactly why he's beloved by so many. And a 28-year-old and a 42-year-old threw the fuck down. Plus, a couple fighters we might see contending for a championship in the near future. Maybe sooner than we think. Let's fucking go. UFC 241 Revisited Edition. Nate Diaz is back, motherfuckers. Three years away, and didn't even phase him. Give credit to Anthony Pettis for hanging in there with Diaz for three rounds. But fuck. This was the Nate Diaz show. All the hype was around his return, and he didn't disappoint. After beating Pettis, Diaz called out another fan favorite, and Jorge fucking Masvidal. Nate Diaz and Jorge Masvidal. The UFC better make this fucking fight. This fight has to go down. It has to. We should all just pray to the MMA gods right now. Pray every night to the MMA gods until this gets signed, sealed, and delivered to us. Nate Diaz and Jorge fucking Masvidal. This is as street as we'll get in an MMA cage. Masvidal is a street fighter. He was a street fighter before turning to the MMA cage. And Diaz is known for throwing down outside of the cage. They don't give a fuck. These two dudes give zero fucks. This is absolutely a fight DFC and fans alike should want. We need it. We need Jorge Masvidal and Nate Diaz to throw the fuck down. We're getting Donald Cerrone and Justin Gaethje soon. That's a massive fight. But with all the hype that's surrounding Jorge Masvidal right now, and Nate Diaz again, such a big fight. That's the main event. No matter what card you put it on, 
that's going to sell tickets. I would think that it would sell pay-per-views. Just imagine the banter between these two. It's going to be lit. It's going to be fucking crazy. The UFC needs to get this done. Absolutely needs to get Jorge Masvidal and Nate Diaz done. Former champion Stipe Miocic looked like his badass old self. Better than ever. Against one of the best ever in Daniel Cormier. The same dude who knocked him out in the first round. Miocic hasn't fought since that knockout. He wanted to fight Cormier again. He knew he had it in him to be one of the best pound for pound fighters in the world. Ever, maybe? One of them? This was definitely a fuck you, I was never gone fight for Miocic. He looked fit and ready for battle. The biggest fight of his life, he was ready. He took Miocic, Miocic took Daniel Cormier's best. At one point, Daniel Cormier slammed Miocic on his back, picked him up and slammed him. Miocic was fine. He came, he came through. He was okay. Crazy. Miocic is one of the best heavyweight fighters in the world. Ever. In MMA. No doubt. He ranks up there now with the Randy Couture's, the Fedor Emelianenko, now Daniel Cormier's. He's up there now. I mean, he just beat Daniel Cormier. It took him four rounds. But in those four rounds, he took hits and he definitely gave him back. That fourth round where he, where the champion Miocic ended up beating Daniel Cormier, he gave him some lefts to the body, just hard lefts that opened, opened up the wind for Miocic. The lefts to the body were crazy. That's what led Miocic to getting his belt back. He saw the opening and Cormier didn't do anything about it. He just kept getting hit. Those body shots in MMA are terrible. With those four ounce gloves, bad. Stipe Miocic is a bad man. One of the best ever, no doubt. What's next for him, who knows? I see Francis Ngannou calling him out, saying he's, it's his, his time. I don't know if Francis Ngannou wants that again. 
like what happened last time. Miocic is legit, as legit as they come in the heavyweight division. Crazy. He got his belt back by beating one of the best ever. Did he knock Daniel Cormier into retirement? That's another story. We don't know. We don't know where Daniel Cormier is going to go from now, from here. Sad. If that was the the last we saw of Daniel Cormier getting knocked out, not a good look. But he lost to one of the best ever, whom he already beat. So, or will this lead to a fight with John Jones, another one? We'll see. It'll be interesting. Paulo Costa, Paulo Costa, and Yoel Romero was an absolute war. It's what we thought it was going to be, plus more. Sure, it went to unanimous decision in Costa for Costa, but. Yoel Romero, at 42 years old, looked fucking phenomenal against the much younger Costa. Much like the other two fights, there was a ton of hype behind this behind this fight. And they, they delivered a crazy, fun, exciting fight. It'll be interesting to see what the UFC does with Paulo Costa now. And who they match Yoel Romero with next. Do they give Costa a championship fight? Maybe not yet, but it's coming. It's definitely coming. There's names out there. Kevin Ga- Kelvin Gastelum. What a war that would be. Jacare Souza. Maybe maybe not Souza. Jacare. Jack Hermanson. For me. I want to see Costa fight Gaston. That's a war. You all Romero? I don't know. Maybe Derek Brunson, who got a who got a win on the same on this very same card. We'll see. Super Sodiq Yusuf showed that the hype behind him is very real. It only took one round for him to show he is legit as fuck and ready for the big fights. He's ready. He's been ready, but he showed he's ready now. He has to have someone in the top 10 or 15 
in the lightweight division. Stacked. That division is absolutely stacked. But... There are people that you can fight. We'll see what the UFC does with Super Sadiq Yusuf. It'll be interesting. Much like Costa, it'll be interesting to see what they do with him. Corey Sanhagen is a legit contender in the Bantamweight division. Every time he steps in the octagon, he puts on a show. This time, against one of the best in the division, Rafael Sungtao, he was dominant. Don't be surprised to see Corey Sanhagen in the top five next time the official UFC rankings drop. This guy is no doubt on his way to a championship fight. There's no doubt. He just beat the number three ranked fighter. It's a very good division. We got Peter Yan, Pedro Munoz, who are above, ranked above him right now. But we'll see what the rankings give us if he climbs up to number three where Sung Sao was. Right under Aljamain Sterling, if he does go to number three. Fun fight. There is a fun fight. Aljo and Corey Sanhagen. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Personally, I think Sterling deserves a title shot, but if they don't give give it to him with Henry Cejudo, you know, being a double champion and whatnot, he's gonna have to he's gonna have to defend his flyweight title sooner rather than later. So does Sterling want to wait for a shot? Or will he take a very hard fight against of course Sandhagen who's ready to throw down? Corey Sandhagen's on a path to a championship fight. At just 22 years old, Sabino Mazo got her first UFC win. She's a former LFA flyweight champion. This girl's much like Corey Sanhagen, Sadiq Yusuf, Paulo Costa is on a path to superstarting. She is legit. The flyweights better watch themselves with Sabino Mazo. You look up and up and down the rankings 
of the flyweight division, she can beat right now at 22 years old. She can beat a few of the fighters in the top 10. Lauren Murphy, Roxanne Montefiore, Alexis Davis. But you go down the rankings and there's some beasts that Mazo might not want to fight or will fight eventually, most likely. Antonina Shevchenko, Montana De La Rosa, Macy Barber, the future, Jillian Robertson. I mean, those are some legit contenders right there. And they're below the top 10. On paper, UFC 241 was one of the best cards of the year. And it fucking delivered. There wasn't a boring fight on the card. The fighters who we all looked forward to seeing showed up and put on a fight for us. The championship fight. The co-main event. And you look down the card and every fight delivered. What a fucking night of fights brought to us by the UFC. Just when you think things can't get any better, they do. This is why we watch all of the cards every fucking week. We spend hours thinking about MMA, watching MMA. This is why. Cards like UFC 241 is the reason why we put so many hours into the sport as fans. Fuck, we're not even fighters. We're fans of the sport. We love it. We can't miss the cards week by week by week. We cannot miss them. UFC 241 was amazing. But now we're on to UFC Shenzhen. In just under two weeks, we have a week off, and then it's fight week again. That's where Jessica Andrade will defend her strawweight title against the home country star and Wiley Zhang, who will be an underdog. Rightfully so, an underdog. But she's legit. Jessica Andrade obviously is legit as fuck. That's another can't miss fight. The card is pretty good, but that fight right there is one to watch. There's so many fights coming up. You think about it. Hubby Nurmagomedov and Dustin Poirier. As mentioned before, Donald Cerrone and Justin Gaethje. Jessica Andrade and Wiley Zhang is up there with those fights as can't miss fights to watch. We can't miss them. We cannot miss this fight. Thank you for listening to the Fanboy MMA podcast and especially this UFC 241 Revisited Edition. 
And remember, keep praying to the enemy gods to keep these fires healthy so they can put on a show for us. Like they do week in and week out. Thank you for listening. Peace.